When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When I ask you about a couple of Tennessee coaches, I hear the conversations on Twitter or I read them. I should say, what do you think about those that are overly critical or very critical, I should say, of Willie Martinez? I don't think Willie Martinez has done a real good job. Uh, I don't know what the overly critical part is because I don't see all of that. But uh, to me, the position that was, in my opinion, the worst coach position on Tennessee's team last year was in the secondary. And his contract runs out. So if Tennessee makes a change, I think it'll be with Martinez. Uh, I, look, I, personally, I like the guy. I've had an interaction with him. But I just think the secondary is not very good. And I think there's enough talent back there to be better than what they were. And so now we're seeing their players go to Ole Miss or to Louisville, uh, wherever. Uh, they're they're ending up with somebody. It's not like they're ending up with Power 5 schools. So I, I don't think that was a well-coached group, and I think they need an upgrade there. Well, Jimmy, wow, me and you just in the morning, we're going at each other. We're disagreeing on everything. But <laughs> um, I feel good about I, that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I've look, I always had reservations of Willie Martinez because I had reservations of anybody that was ever tied to Butch Jones's staff at Tennessee in the 2010s. <laughs> so like that alone made me not the biggest fan. Um, but I will, but again, at the same time, that was more Butch Jones bringing in Bob Shoup who didn't even try to see if Bob Shoup had chemistry with the rest of the staff. And one of the, I, I, I can't get into that, but anyways, Willie Martinez, I wanted to play off that a little bit just to say, isn't it true that he was a, his hands have been a little bit tied with the talent in the secondary? Because I'm not sure, so sure these guys that left are as good as we think they are. I think Lane Kiffin is just desperately throwing money at anybody he can get, and he's got Ole Miss. He's got a big NIL collective this offseason because Ole Miss has saved it for three years, and he's taken whoever he can get to see if he can build a title team. This defense is never going to be that appealing to elite elite defensive backs because the system the offensive scheme and the way the team is designed 
is going to be one that always puts pressure on defensive backs. So they have to play off a lead. And quite honestly, isn't it fair to say this past year, even though he almost was good, Joe Milton didn't get them the lead they usually need to get to be able to play well and effective. I don't think it has anything to do with the offense. Nothing. You either guard wow. somebody or you don't. So, and, and even against Iowa, you look at it and you say, boy, Iowa didn't throw for very many yards. Well, one reason they didn't is they had three passes dropped by receivers that were wide open. That's not good secondary play. It had nothing to do with the offense. So I, I don't see a correlation between those two. I don't think the defensive backs did a good job. I don't think they always tackle well. I think they left receivers open too often. So I, I just didn't think that the second and, – and you can't blame it on lack of a pass rush. Tennessee led the – they were in the top three in the, in the league in sacks and pressures of the quarterback. So it can't, it's not that. I just, I just don't think they were as good as they need to be. So as you look back over these past couple of years, uh, talking with uh, Jimmy Himes about potential coaching changes if, if they're out there. We all know Willie Martinez. His, his contract is up after this year. I think people have said repeatedly that it's talent, 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 but you don't seem to think that. If, if you look back over Martinez's time, do you think it's more talent, coaching, or a little bit of both? I think it's a little bit of both, but I think it's more coaching. Now, look, don't get me wrong. I don't think Tennessee had a bunch of all-SEC players back there. But I remember before the season, uh, Caleb, you thought Matthews was going to have a huge impact on this secondary, right? Well, what did he do? Well, why not? Was that because Matthews wasn't as good as we thought? Or was he not well coached? Or they couldn't figure out how to coach him into being able to play that position? I think Matthews has talent. I think Ricky Gibson has talent. Now, and I think some of the other defensive backs, I think Kamal Haddon had some talent. Uh, Tamara McDonald is a decent player. And, and I'm, again, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they had a bunch of all-stars back there. I'm just saying that based on the talent that they had, and the talent was average, but based on the talent that they had, I still think they underachieved. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Let me ask you this. Uh, we know Willie Martinez brings more to the table than whatever his coaching is, and that is recruiting. Right. So if what if, if Tennessee did make a change, how significant would that be on the recruiting trail and, and his ties and what he has? Well, it certainly it doesn't affect this class, obviously. Okay. So going down the road, uh, I, I don't know how – look, he's a good recruiter, so it could have an impact. And then you get down to the argument, would you rather have – an average coach and, and really good players are really good coach and average players. Now, Heupel has taken what was considered to be a lot of average players on offense and done really well with them, right? So there's that debate out there. But uh, I, I just – I would rather have a guy that's a really good coach uh, and maybe an average recruiter because guess what? you got nine other people on that staff that can recruit. You're not the only one. But you're the only one that's coaching those defensive backs. So 
I would I would go with a, a really good coach who's an average recruiter because other recruiters on the staff can help you. But and Jamie, then, remember Ed Orgeron won a national championship just because he had players. If Ed Orgeron can win a national championship with players, anybody can win with players. Hey, Joe Brady won that national championship, right? <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. Yeah, that that, that <laughs> Ed got out of the Ed was smart enough to get out of the way. Well, <laughs> the the other one that gets that, that has gotten thrown in there and some of these Twitter conversations is uh, Joey Hosley. I mean, this to me seems really silly. Here he is just stepping into this role in this this past off season. But ultimately, this is Josh Heupel's offense. I mean, there's nothing that Joey Halsley, I believe, could bring to the table to say that he's a good or bad coach in year number one, Jimmy, because it's it's all Heupel, right? I think it's all Heupel. It's Heupel's offense. It was Heupel's offense when he was at Missouri. It was his offense at Central Florida. He turned over some of the reins to Alex Golish. Golish is last year at Tennessee. But this is Heupel's offense. So to me, if you got to complain about the offense, you uh, you dial up the head coach, not Halsley. So I, and that's my opinion. Now, do I think they might have missed Goalish as far as some game planning? Maybe he saw something uh, in a scheme that would work that he passed on to Josh Heupel. Uh, maybe he saw some weaknesses in the defense. Maybe their linebackers couldn't cover a wheel route. Whatever it was, I think that he, I think he was pretty good at that. I don't know if Halsley is as good at picking that up. But as far as game day and play calling, to me, that's hypo. Agreed. And I, I don't know really how to dissect how much anybody in that offensive coordinator position might have an impact. I mean, it have a huge monstrous impact or or not. I'm, I'm curious as the Cutcliffe and, and former days unfolded a little bit before my time, when did you start to realize that, hey, the, the Cutcliffe guy is a pretty good offensive mind? Uh, when did I realize that? Jeez, that, that's a hard question. Um, I would say, I would say pretty early, but, but here's, here's a part of that. Uh, so when he took over as offensive coordinator, who were his quarterbacks? He Shuler and Peyton Manning. So Caleb and I would have looked really good as an offensive coordinator with those guys. <laughs> so, but I do think he was good. Here, here's the thing. And then I even had more respect for Cutcliffe after, after Peyton Manning left. Why? Because he had to coach a completely different style of quarterback. And he got a lot out of T. Martin, and they won a national championship. So that really impressed me that Cutcliffe – and by the way, Shuler was a good runner too. So they had one system for Shuler, another system for Manning, another system for Martin. That tells me you're a hell of a coach if you can take three different quarterbacks like that and win at a high level. Uh, now, as, as far as the, the hypo thing, um, I, I do think he's really good. But I'll also say that he's not necessarily perfect because, remember, uh, they went with Joe Milton over Hendon Hooker to start the 2021 season. And I think we would all agree that was not the correct decision. Yeah, I would. I've been very critical of Heupel from the start. I think that has more to do with Heupel's arrogance than it does anything else because Heupel was like, I'm the one who signed Joe Milton, so therefore I am the one who – I obviously am the smartest person in the room, and since I didn't pick Hendon Hooker, I'm going to go with Joe Milton. So I'm, I, I've been very critical of him for that. Uh, Jimmy, I would say that it's – to your point, the people mad at Halsey and who think it was Golish calling this – Golish wasn't there when Josh Heupel went undefeated at UCF in 2018, and he wasn't there when Josh Heupel was at UCF in 2019. Jeff Levy was the offensive coordinator. Also, Josh Heupel himself was the offensive coordinator at Missouri in 2016 and 2017 when Drew Locke was setting all these records. 
This is his offense. This is specifically yeah. his offense. Um, so I'm with you on that. Well, and, and the other part of that is the only year, and there's a debate about this, but Heupel's first year, he called the plays. The second year, Golish was much more involved in play calling. Now, there's a debate about how much he did or didn't uh, call the plays. I think he was much more involved. But So, so that's the only time that uh, Heupel has not been his own play caller, in my opinion, based on what I've seen.